We have started last week a series on reconciliation, and the theme for today is called Reconciliation is Doing the Father's Business. And the passage that we're going to look today is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 15 to 20. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciled the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Recently I read a story of a lady who got married to a person in the 18th century, I think, um, without the approval of her parents. And the situation was so severe that the parents um, totally denied her and the relationship that they had with his daughter. And then she decided to do something special. She decided to write one letter a week to her parents to express how much she loved them and to express that in spite of her decisions, she was still considering them as their parents. And then some time passed away and the, the story is very sad because one day she finds out in the post a box with all the envelopes that she had sent to her parents and none of them was open. And this story is very sad, but it puts in contrast, in contrast the way that God deals with us. It's not the way that these parents have dealt with this girl. Because God is the creator. And the, the, the whole task of reconciliation, it's his mission. Because he realizes that we as people are fallen. And the world that we live into, and the world that we are part of, is broken. We've just sang, forever the author of salvation. He can move mountains. 
So this Father that we are reconciled to through Christ, not only is the author of creation, but he is the author of salvation. Not only he is the creator of us, but he also is the author of the new creation which we are in Christ. And because the Father is the author, because he is the one that provides reconciliation, he also has got the right to design for this reconciliation to work out, for this reconciliation to work through. And we covered it last week, that we said that reconciliation has got um, the cross in the center. And the cross is normative, but also it's effective. It's vertical, but it's also horizontal. Why? Because Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of the world. And he did not remain dead. He rose on the third day. He conquered the grave. So this reconciliation that is the Father's business and we have with the Father, it's through Christ who left the majesty and became one of us here on earth. So me and you could be in harmony with the Father. What a grace. But what I find more interesting is that not only God wants to make us reconcile to himself, but in, first, in Second Corinthians, we read that God has entrusted us with the ministry of reconciliation. And I think this takes the grace of God a little bit further than what I can comprehend. That not only God chooses to make peace, even though he, has none, he hasn't done anything wrong, it's us who are in the enemy side. He chooses to reconcile us. And I think he takes it a step further. He entrusts us with it. I've been looking up in different places of definitions. And I got this from a commentary. It says, Reconciliation means to bring into harmony. Jesus brought humanity to a place of harmony with God, where forgiveness can flow. But also, there is an experiential dimension of reconciliation. We are to live in harmony with God, reflecting in ourselves the righteousness of God. 
So this father's business, it's not any longer the father's business, but you and I are agents. We are participants in whatever God has entrusted us with. So, the first thing that I'd like for us to think about and to encourage one another is that to participate in such a grave, such a blessing, to be part of God's mission of reconciliation, it's not an option. It doesn't matter. No, I should say, it's not an option for us whether we participate or we choose not to participate. Because if God in His holiness, in, in His all attributes, chooses to deal with humanity in such a loving way, who are we to say that, God, you can't do that? We don't have any right to point our finger to God and say, no, you can't do that. So, it's not an option. Yet, because God chooses to deal with us, this reconciliation is first personal. It's personal because it was personal to Paul. Remember the Damascus conversion? Paul was leaving or was going to go and kill Christians. And Jesus shows up to him. So it's a very personal thing for Paul. But I am sure also it's a very personal thing for the Corinthians church that he's writing to. Because we know that it wasn't a church that had sorted all the things out. They had lots of problems. They had come out of this idol-worshipping society into this peace with God, worshipping the only and the true God. So it was personal. But I am sure it's personal for every one of us here who have known and been part of this reconciliation. And we can stand here the whole day telling stories of how God reconciled with us. Reconciliation is not an option, but it's personal. But also, the message, it's clear. The message is very clear. Be reconciled to God. It's the message of the hour. It's the message that should come through our lives and our mouths. Be reconciled to God. I've never watched Comic Relief until, was it Friday? And the stories were amazing. And also, the generosity of the British people was outstanding. 
74 million pounds. But there is something missing. There is nothing wrong with being able to meet people at the point of their needs. But they need to be reconciled with God. They need to be met physically in the same time as they're met spiritually. Be reconciled with God is the message. And everything else comes as a result of it. But this message is not popular because it's appropriate. As it touches people right within. And we live in a postmodern world that has got problems with identifying sin, has problems identifying that in order for this reconciliation to help to happen, you need someone's help. This society is self made. They have no problem with anyone. No enemy to anyone. And the message is, be reconciled to God. I was. The message is clear, is not popular, but we can see it work. And this has got connection with that point of the message of reconciliation being personal. Where from God's enemy, you become his son and his daughter. From a dead person, you become alive. From a lost person, you become someone who is found by God. From someone who is alienated to someone who comes to the place of prayer and fellowship. A place where hostility becomes faith. Where rebellion becomes obedience. The Father's business, which is delegated to us. The Father's business, which He has entrusted us with. We are participators in God's mission. And because we are participators in God's mission, this mission of God needs to be declared. You and I are ministers of reconciliation. God's righteousness required the death of His Son. And 
the need of the sinner, the, the need of the sinner has been met through the suffering of Christ. So there is only one way that we can reconcile with God. And that's through Jesus. So what do we do? We declare it. How do we declare it? Well, in daily conversations. As a church. Because God's mission to meet with people and to reconcile with them, it's holistic. It's got both dimensions. The spiritual and the physical needs. And I think this is where we tend to take extremes as God's people. That we, we try to give one part of this process, of this reconciliation, too much effort, too much emphasis rather than the other. And I think that when we see the ministry of Jesus on earth, he met people in both the material or the physical aspect as well as on the spiritual one. Remember the paralytic. What is easier to say your sins are forgiven or take up your bed and go home? And Jesus ministered to both things. And I think when we come about and we, when we are presenting the message of reconciliation, we ought to be aware that we need to see people to Christ's eyes. Because this is the Father's business. And because it's the Father's business, I am a participant in it. I'll read lastly a quote from Justin Secker. The mission in which we are engaged is not our mission, but God's mission. Hence, it will only be effective if we understand our own identity in terms of God's identity. In God there is a perfect unity between words and deeds, character and action. And so to the extent that we are truly united to Christ, our lives will similarly display consistency between everything we are and we do. It is not our compassion that is relevant, but God's compassion flowing through us. It's not our evangelism or social actions that matters, but God's work in the world exercised through us. And that is why knowing who we are in Christ, reflecting on God's perfect character, is what enables us to become integrated people.
reconciliation is in the heart of the gospel. And our life as a church should be integral to evangelism and justice. In Ephesians 6.15 we read that as shoes for your feet puts one whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of Christ. Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. My encouragement to us this morning is let us continue with faithfulness in God's mission. Shine your light and let the whole world see what the Savior has done for you.